Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. I am so excited to come to you on another special Thursday with another special guest, Shiley Hakimian. And Shiley is all about LinkedIn. I don't know about you, but managing social media and finding your place, finding your voice, figuring it all out is something that doesn't necessarily come easy to most of us. It certainly doesn't to me. But Shiley is really amazing at helping you think about how you can make little tweaks to your social media, especially to your profile, so that you can start attracting more clients who are ready and excited to work with you. Shiley is full of energy. I love the concept she brings to her business and to you today. I am thrilled to be able to get started. So let's go ahead and hop in and I'll let you in on a secret. We are going to take a look at my LinkedIn profile live. I have no idea what she's going to say. And I have to admit, I'm a little nervous. So if you're willing to hang out with me, let's go ahead and jump in. I'm Dr. Moore, a college psych professor, homeschooling mom, and entrepreneur, and I've spent the past 10 years learning how to balance everything. Here on the Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast, I'll share the ins and outs of maintaining a growth mindset and saying hello to grit, that thing that will get you to your long-term vision despite challenges and busy schedules. After all, you got into business to do more good in the world, right? So let's get started. Hi, Shiley. I am so glad to have you on the podcast today. I know we've been talking. We've got energy going, don't we? Oh, yeah. And you're just, I love it. I love how you just like go for it with confidence for your people. And I'm so glad to have you. I'm glad that you're on the podcast. So I am (laughs) curious to know, I want to jump right in because one of the things that I noticed when we were going back and forth in our conversation is that it has taken you a little bit of time as a business owner, as an entrepreneur to figure out what you want to do and where your zone of genius really is. And you didn't have it figured out from day one. No, absolutely not. (laughs) You know this. I know this. I hope your listeners are understanding this from you uh, and all your awesome content. Yeah. It took a long time. I, so here's what I knew about myself when I was a teenager, like I was a teenager, I was putting on dances, running, like helping fundraise for nonprofits. And like, I was doing all the good stuff, right? So I was putting things together, but I realized a lot of my greatness took a lot of time to build out where I had like a lot of months or years to kind of ponder, research, investigate, Mm -hmm. build, you know, you had an episode on networking, network with the right people who can help me make it happen. And like, I would do it slow and steady. So I knew that worked in my like pre needing an income life. And Mm -hmm. then getting the income (laughs) life, I was like, I'm going to trust this, even though I meant that I didn't really make much money at all for a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I knew that if I kept doing little tweaks and kept researching, kept diving deep, I could hit something so specifically that it'll be like a hit no matter what. And I think it's getting a lot closer to that day over day over day. But like, I'm talking about like eight, nine years, eight years, nine years. I don't know. What am Mm -hmm. I? I'm 31 now, probably since I was like 23. I don't know. Long time. And it's day over day, just tweaking, asking questions, doing the work. And it just gets clearer and clearer mm-hmm. over time. And I don't like to put pressure on people to be like, figure out who you are, who you serve immediately, because sometimes you just don't have those answers. So I, no. I trust the time, but that's how I've always worked. So I knew myself and as scary as it is, it, it's gotten me here. Uh, so yeah. that's a taste of it. I uh, love it. I don't, <laughs> I, you know, I started business and I thought I knew what I wanted and st- kept asking questions, asking questions and it kind of kept pivoting a little bit and I realized exactly. new 
exactly right like for me i was using like teacher languages right i used to be your social media teacher and people didn't like the word teacher and my mentor was like stop it i hate that word and then she changed it and i was like okay i'll be your social media sherpa now like let's just try that and it stuck and people like it i'm like great so like things tweaked like the way i was charging for services like Mm -hmm you know, four years ago are very different than what I'm doing now. I used to get people so much for very little and it's evolved. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. but you know what else I did that in that process that I think you advocate for a lot in your show is uh, like, I think you said people who are like currently working jobs or starting a side hustle or whatever, like having some sort of stable income alongside like you're a professor. Like that's so cool. You're a doctor, like all this stuff, right. You doing multiple things alongside each other is a great way to de-risk stuff. Um, or having like a, a whale client or something. Right. You stable because I don't think I could have done this if I didn't give myself like four years to like cultivate the mm-hmm. Sherpa experience. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it doesn't just de-risk it. It removes some of the stress from you feeling like, oh my gosh, I quit my nine to five. Today is my first day. I need to be at the same income. That's not realistic no. as an entrepreneur. It just, there, there aren't overnight successes. There's overnight no. awareness where we see people. <laughs> right? But there's not overnight success. A lot of stuff went into that before we got to success. A hundred percent. And I would say this, like, you know, I know plenty of people who even gave themselves six months of leeway and even that wasn't enough. Right. Um, I think the best people that I've seen, like, I don't know, I think they're a little, there's some people who are a little crazy and a little overworked, but like they had, you know, a hundred thousand dollars of consulting clients while they had a hundred thousand dollar job doing whatever else. Now that sounds really hard to do. I don't know how common that is. These are probably people who have experience in sales, honestly, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't know, that's cool, but I don't know how many people can actually pull that off or they have somebody at home that can be a support as they're navigating stuff. Um, but yeah. I think a lot of people are like, I'm so excited. The first day I quit my job and I'm doing it. They're so pumped. And then like months later, you don't see them as excited because it's hard. Um, yep. So the more advantages you can give yourself, the better. The other thing I'm going to be honest about is I've never actually worked a nine to five. I managed to go my entire career avoiding it. I know. Ooh. Shocking. So I'm scared to even tell you that because I know you have a lot of nine to fivers on the show. That's okay. I have a lot of people that, that don't, <laughs> or they've been stay at home moms. Or stay-at-home parents, and now they're at a point where their kid's old enough that they can start cultivating their skills again in a way that's really fulfilling. Yes. Ooh, I like that. And so even if they had a nine-to-five, not for a while. Yeah. There's a lot of pieces there. And I know... Well, I'm not a mom, but I've been thinking a lot about what motherhood is like. I know it can get real messy, but there's a lot of experience you get in motherhood that can be leveraged. Have you seen... um, is it the pregnancy pause on LinkedIn? Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Oh, it's yes. so cool. Do your listeners know or should we tell them about it? I think we probably like should this, tell them. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's it called? The pregnancy pause. As somebody who doesn't have a kid, I was like, this is so cool. It's literally like a job position you can add to your LinkedIn mm-hmm. profile uh, that like says, hey, like I am a mom and like, you know, this is what the gap is. And it like kind of validates mm-hmm. the gap, but it gives people content to be like, don't discriminate against me because I didn't work for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my version of it. I don't know. Their PR is probably different. Uh, yeah. Ramon returns to the workplace. They apply with gaps in their resume because they have no standardized job description for maternity leave. So they're the standardized job description for maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, employers can't legally ask moms about gaps in their employment history. So this kind of helps them. I guess this gives them it a does. lot of resources. And it looks really pretty on your LinkedIn. So if yeah. that's, you're confident enough, throw that on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good thing. Um, and we, you, you learn so many skills. I mean, come on. <laughs> you I don't just it. stop learning skills and learn and growing as a human being. And at the end of the day, it's about growing as a human being. 
that we want to do in life, in our work and in our personal situations. A hundred percent, a hundred, a hundred percent. Um, yes. And just give yourself the time to figure it out. Right. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be a full fledged thing. It can be flexible. It can be part-time. It can be full-time. It could mm-hmm. be like a sidekick. I think there's a lot of really good price mom services that are out there. Shoot. I don't know if this even exists, but like babysit someone else's kids during the day. That's a good side hustle while you're still taking care of your own. If you're a stay at home, like, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's fun or not. I'm making this up. I'm not a mom, but I, I am researching motherhood really hardcore right now. That's my little Ooh. secret podcast. So <laughs> I know I might have to ask you questions at some point, but, uh, <laughs> or oh any of the moms goodness. that are listening, I don't know. I'm researching. Yeah. I have no kids, but I love my business. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what do you do? Business babies. Ugh. It's but, a mix. Um, it is. I'll tell you this. Like one of the things that I really loved about how I designed my business is like, mm-hmm. for me, like time richness, I'm like a millennial. This is what we do. We want time richness and flexibility. Like, I don't need to have a bajillion dollars. Like I just, I have enough to get by and it's fine. Yep. Um, get by and like, you know, whatever, have some flexibility savings, whatever. But uh, I like the ability. What is I going to say about time? Um, I you like really want to use it the way you want, right? Yes. Get the most out of it. Yes. And I think maybe as you know, somebody who knows motherhood, like I like that if I did have a kid, like, could I maintain this a lot easier if I don't need that many hours and still have a fulfilled business? Mm-hmm. Because I realize that's really, really hard to do once you've already done it or you get sucked into an MLM and that's a little scary. So, mm-hmm. so that's okay. what I also liked. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're thinking, you know, mom or not, dad or not, wherever you are kind of in your life, it has, your business has to work for you. And it's okay to take that journey of figuring out what it looks like and to pivot as many times as you need to. But at the end of the day, it does come back to being able to put yourself out there in a way Mm -hmm. that is going to gather attention and so that you can offer help and do good in the world, right? Because if you're under a rock, you can't do as much good. I'm sorry, you can't. No, Um, you can't. Well, they have a resource, right? I think you mentioned in one show, like you can't just hit up all your friends in your network for like money and for gigs, but you can hit up people who are in the target demo that you want in a way that feels natural. Uh, I always say the the people that like I best serve, I look at them and I say, Hey, how are you currently? These are people who have established businesses of some sort. Mm -hmm. And I say, how are you currently staying in touch with your people who refer you business? Uh, people that you've worked with in the past, how are you staying Mm -hmm. in touch with people that you think could send you more customers? And then they look at me and they're like, well, I don't, I meant to. Right. And that's where the guild comes in. And so I think a lot of people who sell like social media stuff. They're like, oh, here's how you hack Instagram this month because next week they're going to change it or next year they're mm-hmm. going to change it. And like, that's not sustainable as, hey, you've got, even if you've got 50 no. people, 20 people that are in your target demographic, if you can't get the right information in front of their eyeballs, you're mm-hmm. missing an opportunity there, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think one episode you mentioned newsletters, like newsletters can be a really jackpot, easy way to do it and nobody can steal your email list. So that's right. what I always advocate for is use that base. It doesn't mean that every, you know, the person you went to high school with is on that list. But there might be people in your network that you can cultivate. It doesn't matter how many there are. If they're quality people and you can give them information about whatever the thing is that you're doing, or even just who you are, you can start cultivating those things to eventually turn into whatever it is you want it to turn into. And that's a little bit of what I do with my people. Oh, I love it. I love that. It's a long game. I think that's, you know, that's what you're saying is it's a long game. We're not after the hack that works for the day. No. We're after the long game of truly building relationships. Do you remember... Was it a year ago when Facebook and Instagram went down for 24 hours? Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. It was just, people just had to be real for a minute. I mean. panicked on Twitter. uh, Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was like Twitter research for a minute. Mm-hmm. But remembering that you have to cultivate that and get them onto your email list eventually so that you, Mm -hmm. because that's owned property. Yes. Versus the rented land of LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, all the things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Because their algorithms will change tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you won't get those 400,000 people that my cousin Mm -hmm. has subscribed to him. Right. He might only get 5,000 of them. Um, so that's, that's another big one. Right. But also like, I also want to be cautious of like, and I think this is my advice for people who are starting out is like, don't get too sucked into the things that don't matter. And I think a lot of new business owners, they get excited about, oh, my name of my business. Let me spend hours on it. And my logo, those are all things you can control and check the box off, which is very Mm -hmm. like, I had a job and that's what I did. I checked off boxes. But when you're in a business, you got to like actually figure out where the revenue is coming from. And I think I would guess for a lot of moms, they probably don't even, if they're not at background in sales, they probably don't even know to think about it that way. Mm-hmm. So like, I've seen plenty of businesses who charge very, very little, have really extravagant websites with logos. And I'm sure they spend a lot of money on it, but they don't get a lot of business. And I think for me, like, if like, you know, I, I'm glad I had an ugly website to start with because eventually like I could prioritize things that matter. And I think yes, I would have spent more energy learning how to sell earlier in my business. Mm-hmm. That would have made a huge difference, but I kind of kept putting it off being like, I don't have to learn. I'll still get money. And I got some money, but it wasn't a lot of money. Right. And then I understood how to do sales, which took me like three years. I'm getting slow and steady. It made the opportunities I got this year so much better. Mm-hmm. So don't do checkbox items. Do something where you can try to figure out quickly if it's going to work. I don't know. I'm saying that to you. I, I didn't do that very well. So I know. Well, here's the thing. Neither <laughs> did I. I'm lucky enough. My husband does website design and development, all that stuff. Like he's a a user experience dude in his nine to five. So super cool. But, um, so we spent time on that in the very beginning. We didn't need to. And it's not what I tell my clients. It's not what I tell our listeners. It's do get out there and, and get your name out there. Start talking because that's how you gain the clarity on what you're doing, what you're offering. And most people don't care if you don't have a website. No, they if, don't. If you you're don't right, right for away. them, they're going to work with you. It doesn't have to be a beautiful, sophisticated website. You can say, you know what? I'm just starting to build it. You know, here's here's a landing page that I've got up, but I'd really love to sit down and have a one-on-one conversation with you. Yes. And you ready to make that one-on-one conversation mean more? This is what you do. And I told this to a friend of mine who doesn't have a website. She's a editor. And I think she edits things for like Disney and like other big children's book companies. I know she's cool. It's fun. I love her. And I told her, I'm like, oh, you got to get a website maybe. And she pushed back. And I was like, well, why are you pushing back? Because she's not an entrepreneur in the same way that I am, but she like freelances mm-hmm. and it's like a good income for her on the side. Yeah. So she's actually a good, she's like very similar to probably your audience. And I said to her, you know, the easiest thing you can do is um, to fill the gap, I say gap fill on their, the knowledge of your ideal customer, just write down every freaking question that you get as an FAQ, just put it down. That's like one of my tips in my video series. It's just like, mm-hmm. put like, write everything down. Like what questions yes. do you commonly get? What misconceptions are do you have? What, uh, what are things that your ideal clients are struggling with? Like what are mistakes that they make and write all that stuff down? Cause that could later turn into content. And if yes. you don't have a website, make that into a Google doc and just mail it to people over email because you might not get someone to give you their time, but if they read that first, they might be more open and willing to, because that phone call is a much bigger leap for someone who doesn't know who you are than sending them this information to help them gap fill. So that's a hack right there. You can do that's it right now. Brilliant. It <laughs> is. It's it's so nice because what happens when you do that is that your ideal client sees themselves and they see Ooh, that yeah. you can help them yes. with whatever they're struggling with right now. They say, she's got it. He's got it. Oh, I need that. Yes. And it creates demand. 
Yes, it does. It does create demand and you get people mm-hmm. to see it, right? Or you email it to people and maybe that turns into a contact because every one of those questions could potentially be a post down the line. Um, but I would say start with that first before you get too sucked into like the nitty gritty of the internet and social media because it, it's a rabbit hole that be careful. <laughs> but but once we do get sucked into that rabbit hole, once we do get into social media, oh, it makes me mm. sweat. Um, so I know that you tend to specialize in LinkedIn and honestly it. coming on here today with you, I, I had a moment Tell of me. panic last night no. as I was like, I have not updated my LinkedIn in a really long time. I got nuggets for I you. I can't believe, oh shoot, I'm going to go try and change everything now. I, no, 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 not everything. I have one most important nugget for you. I don't know. Oh, maybe your website. I didn't know if your website was in your, well, maybe it is here. It I don't is. know if your website, is it under your job description? Because I looked in the experience section mm. and I didn't see your website. No. And I was like, oh, I had to Google you. Well, so it's in my, get... it's in my upper profile part on LinkedIn. Yes. Oh, course. Oh, here we go. Okay. I see the course. Okay. Maybe add it another couple more okay. times. Okay. Add it a few more, just like you today. So uh, for everyone listening, mm-hmm. is it Moira? Am I saying that right? Moira. Moira. Oh, see, there you go. One of your episodes, you're like, people mess up my name all the time. I'm like, me too. And here I am. <laughs> Maura. So Dr. Maura, um, what was I going to say? Um, you told me like you were trying to figure out how to say my last name. And I realized a lot of shows I go on, people ask mm-hmm. me that question. So I try to put it in a lot of places and because of our conversation. I added it to my profile in another location so that more people would see it. So okay. I've got a version for you to add it to your CEO and founder of the coaching hive. You can add that in the description. You can add it mm-hmm. into the title. Okay. Uh, you can add it to your about section. I would just like sprinkle it in a few different places. Cause like, okay. I didn't even realize it was there. Cause like some people don't even know that that's a link to your full website, be a thriving course creator. Okay. So, like, now I see that, but I have a .com, but it is also a nice place where you can hook people to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you have the newsletter. Okay. One of the great things that you've done that your listeners could do is they make it really easy to find your newsletter. Um, Tuesday in focus newsletter. You still publish stuff regularly on there? I do send a weekly email. Yeah. Yeah. I do get it, girl. Amazing. So you're a great role model for this example. Yeah, well, actually, up- wait a minute. I just said I send a weekly email. Okay. I probably send 49 out of 52. That's pretty good. <laughs> I, I only do 26 a year. So good for you. So <laughs> um, if that's helping you, like, go for it. The other yeah. thing I would say, are you posting on here? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> you might not need to. Look, it depends on who your audience is, right? Like, are these mm-hmm. 494 connections? This is what every one of your listeners can do too. Are those 494 okay. people, are they relevant to your business right now? Are they people that you think could buy from you? Or are they like past people that maybe are not relevant? Probably mostly past people. So then that's something that I would consider is like, okay, well, maybe your LinkedIn isn't totally set up for like, it's, I wouldn't trust, like, I never am somebody to just trust that strangers are going to fall from the sky. That might right. not be your bucket, right? Of like, where mm-hmm. all your right people, like you found them, right? Mm-hmm. So it might not even get you move the needle very quickly for you to change that. But like, let's say you're getting somebody else on Podmatch that wants to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I would love to find your website or any other details. The other thing I'll tell you, okay. this is something that, uh, and I just got hired to do like, uh, I was at a conference and I was literally a live LinkedIn booth, just like helping people <gasps> live. Yeah, it was so fun. I loved it. Um, So it was really cool. And so one of the things I noticed that a lot of people don't utilize is their about section. And so um, you talk about the fact that you have a show that has a lot of downloads. Like, good for you. Oh, she has a lot of downloads. Good for you. Um, And you actually have a nice little blurb here, but like- As of last night. Oh, is that new? All of it's new. Oh, great. Good for you. Uh, I would say this because like people are going to look there. They might not go to your website. They might go there. 
Mm -hmm. Um, you could also tell people a little bit more like an infomercial about your business, which I'm sure you do versions of that with your clients. Mm -hmm. We probably already have that copy somewhere. I do. Um, so if you can add that to your about section and and hook people in the first few lines, because if they don't know what's in it for them immediately, Mm -hmm. they might not click the see more button. Because whenever you look at that about section, um, they only show you a few lines. And if you're not Mm -hmm. interested, you won't click see more. And that's how LinkedIn decides how like entertaining your profile is. It's very weird. Ooh. I know. And that's good for posting. That's good for the first few lines of your headline. Anything you write on LinkedIn, okay. the first few lines got to hook people. Just like your favorite TV show that's like, after the commercial break, we're going to see what happens on The Bachelor. Blah, blah, blah. It and you run LinkedIn. around. You run around to make sure you're back in your on the couch before the commercials are over. Works on LinkedIn. It okay. hooks you just like a cheesy infomercial, but like moreify it. That's what I always tell people. Like Ooh. make it their own. Okay. Okay. So you probably have that. I would put that in there. So okay, juicy. so Make it juicy. Making the about section juicy on LinkedIn. Yes. And I'm guessing this works for like Instagram Everything. and Facebook too. All, All of these of them. are kind Everything of Everything I teach applies to like, can apply to any social media pa- platform of the past or the future. Okay. It's the same kind of concepts. I'm less focused on the nitty gritty technical details though. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn, I know a lot more about the LinkedIn yeah. ones. Yeah. But like, this is the stuff that'll work anywhere, right? If you're about section or your headline or whatever, um, your bio on Instagram is very, very clear about what you do, who you are and who you help, which I think you do. You, you know how to do it. I think you teach your people how to do that. Um, that's a lot easier to direct people. And I think mm-hmm. I'm going to, again, emphasize that like you give people direction of like, get on my newsletter, right? That is also an option on other platforms too, because you want to point people to take right. some sort of action. And that's much easier than getting on the phone with you. So mm-hmm. I love that. You have a lot of great things to be proud of on there. Oh. What did you think I was going to say? Wait, do you want to criticize yourself? Because I'm like, it's, you have a lot of good stuff going. Well, I know that you were on on um, a stage with Mike McCallowitz and, yeah, cool. and having him update his uh, LinkedIn oh, yeah. profile. And I'm thinking, oh man, if Mike needs help, oh, I'm not even close to. <laughs> no, no, you're I'm good. You're close okay. to okay. Uh, so. I mean, you tell people what you do, right? Helping course creators thrive and profit with their entrepreneur mindset. With, with the Entrepreneur Mindset podcast and entrepreneur, entrepreneur Membership, which is really easy. Like your, from you, from your page now to that, if you put more website in there, mm-hmm. um, you can really guide people to a direction you want them to take. And it's very clearly labeled in your packages and your services. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's very pretty. I'm getting, I have to get ideas but, from that. Because you're but, like you, but like <laughs> you, it's taken me a long time to oh, get yeah. to that organization of knowing yeah. the, of how I want to direct attention And guide that attention forward so that people coming into my world or people coming into your world know exactly where to go and what to do. Exactly. Exactly. And that's my project actually next week in my business. I just talked to my business accountability service person, amazing human. And I'm like, okay, next week I'm going to make my directionality better because I just actually, Mm -hmm. before this call, I messaged my friend who does UX and I was like, maybe I need to brainstorm with you Mm -hmm. about how to like reorganize some of the buttons on my website. Cause I think Mm -hmm. I have all the ingredients, but my directionality on my website needs to be a lot better. And I'm going to be open about that. I am not perfect, but I will say the right people are getting regular information from me on a consistent basis. And that's what works for me, right? Either they're getting it on my newsletter, they're getting it on my LinkedIn, uh, making new friends on the podcast who then sign up for yeah. one of those other two places, right? Yep. The directionality is huge and it does not have to be complicated, especially if you're starting out, mm-hmm. right? And you it don't have to be fancy. Yeah. And you don't have to have 10,000 followers out of the you gate. Don't. In fact, I, I would much rather have a thousand quality followers who are in my world because oh, they, yeah. I can help them and they are meant to be there than 10,000 people who saw an entertaining reel and thought it was funny and hit follow. Right. And maybe and they might not be someone target. I can help. 
No. So, um, more where, Dr. Moore, where are your people at? Like where, where is your, where do you, how are you, what's the best way that you're keeping in touch with the right people and funneling them? So in the past, I was trying to do all of the things and realized that was not an effective no, strategy. No, it's not. No more spray and pray. No, no, it was not working. <laughs> shiny object syndrome. It really <laughs> was. I will freely admit I have shiny object syndrome and I love right. all the things, but oh, I'm also really good at focusing when I know that I'm supposed to focus. I Great spend a that. lot of time on Instagram and Facebook because a lot of times what happens is course creators finish up a big course oh, and then they don't follow oh, through on what they're doing because they don't I have the support. This. So I hang out oh, on Facebook yes. and Instagram because people are hanging out on Facebook and Instagram. Same thing with like Stu McLaren's membership experience. They get through the course and if they don't, don't join his membership where there's a lot of ongoing support, well, what happens? They sit mm -hmm. on their memberships. It doesn't, they don't keep yeah. going. So I help people get that stuff finished. So I'm hanging <gasps> out in the places they're hanging out. Oh, it's so I love it. Okay. So this is, that makes sense, right? So you were all like, oh, I gotta get LinkedIn. Like honestly, LinkedIn showcase page, just paste stuff you already have. Okay. Give people that clear direction, maybe add mm -hmm. your website in, make it really, really clear. Mm -hmm. That link is your website or okay. whatever they're going to get. That's it. Like, that's it. Don't stress about it. You already know where your people are, right? The next okay. thing I would tell you, are you um, finding those people and making friends with them? Are you DMing them? Are you engaging with their profiles? Are you helping them follow, get them to follow you? Like what, what do you, what's, I mean, you don't have to reveal all your secrets here, but like, that's where I would, you know, I love that you want to double down on it. Mm -hmm. And I imagine your profile without even looking at it probably guides people to whatever next steps you want. Cause I think that's a really interesting market. Mm -hmm. um, it's fun. Of, yes. And I'm going to double down and say, like, I actually made a video about like, what do you do with course providers versus one-on-one -on -one support? And I think that's one of the biggest qualms, qualms of the word about courses is that they don't give you the support that you need to help you walk through. Cause earlier in my business, people came to me with that kind of stuff. They're like, Oh, it was in a real estate course. And they told me social media stuff. And I read the social media guidelines and they're kind of weak, but like they were okay. <laughs> but like that wasn't enough for him to actually figure out what he's supposed to do. Right. So they don't give you that support or maybe they do, or it's too expensive or it's not the right. They place do, but you. it stops. And if you don't join the follow-up membership, then what happens? And people don't finish. The, right. If people the goal finish. is to do good in the world, create that ripple effect. But your course is sitting in your Google Drive files, just gathering dust. Nothing. It's not doing any good. No, but you can give them the accountability. It, it all makes sense. That. I see where you're trying to hit. I like that. Mm -hmm. you, oh, I love that. So if you've got those relationships and they know you and they trust you, they, you know what, this is good for any of your followers. Right? I think one of the episodes is like networking and like the benefits of networking. Like whenever I add somebody new on LinkedIn, they're signing up for my marketing in the same way that, you know, you mm -hmm. make a new friend that's into one that's perfect yes. for you. They sign up for your Instagram and they're going to be now getting your marketing without really feeling like it's your marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Clicking the like button feels so easy, but it maybe does. your stuff comes up and they see you as Dr. Moore, the genius that's going to solve all my problems because you have all the right tips and all the things and like and that's great so i don't know if you do that like one other strategy that i like okay. um that's kind of light that can work again any platform is yeah if you like maybe you're already doing this you go up to like amy's people without being like the skis i mean you gotta no i'm all about that. ethics ethics so ethically ethically do this but if you find people that look like your target audience you can if you like and comment on their page with something really friendly and like they could tell that it was customized, people tend to be like, oh, wow, you're like such a nice human. I had somebody uh, on Insta or, or Twitter, like, follow me. And I was like, who is it? And I assumed it was one of those like marketing robots. It's like, let me add a 
thousand, ten thousand uh-huh. people. They don't follow. And, and like, I thought, I assumed it was one of those. And I looked, I'm like, she only has 2,000 people that she's following. I'm like, oh, she's like a real person. And then I looked at her <laughs> website. I'm like, oh, she's really smart about things that I'm not good at, like websites and SEO. I love those two skills. I'm not good. I just, I, I can give you snippets, mm. but I don't solve like deeply. Mm-hmm. I give you overview. Right. So I looked at her website and I was like, oh, I like your stuff. I like this. I like, I messaged her. I'm like, hey, what, why'd you, well, I found out because I messaged her, tweeted at her why are you following me? And she's like, Oh, I heard you on this podcast. And, and you're doing exactly what you said you do on the podcast. You're reaching out to me and being friendly. And I was like, Oh, cool. Amazing. Ooh. So like, I don't know if this is something and that, that, that no like and trust nice. went up. That no like and trust went up because you did exactly what you advocated in another yeah. conversation. Exactly. And that works anywhere, right? Like a TikToker mm-hmm. did that to me and she's very different kind of social media. She's like <laughs> the beauty glamour photo shoot lady. And like, she commented something really thoughtful on my video and forever, whenever I saw her afterwards, even though I've never talked to her in my life, I felt like she was my friend. I'm like, oh yeah, she talked to me. Like, will she remember me? I don't know, but I felt connected to her. So uh, a lot of times that's what I do. I either thank people who engage with my content or I make friends with someone who then sees my stuff and then decides to follow me. Um, There's a lot of ways you can do that. And I have a feeling you do, maybe, maybe you do a little bit of that, but it depends on your vibe, right? Yeah. Okay, so you have dropped <laughs> a lot of nuggets in here. Oh my so gosh. So many in nuggets, addition, okay. <laughs> in addition, well, no, a whole I'll take lot. them back. I'll take them all back. No, you can't have them. <laughs> you you put you them out it. into the universe now. And you have nuggets too. I love it. You're This is great. You're doing it so is. good for your people. I love Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. You reminded me and all of our listeners that when we go into our social media, we've got to grab attention quickly. That it can't be, the you can't bury the lead. <laughs> Don't you can't put, no, 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 don't do that. You can't put <laughs> the really important stuff five, six, seven yep. lines in yes. and hope that anyone's going to see it. And just really making sure that you're showing up authentically sure. and um, reaching out, creating genuine connection, whether it is through your newsletters or on social as you're posting, as you're responding to people. And making sure that you are looking for those post topics that are going to relate. You know, you said, write Mm. down all of the problems, the challenges that they're having, the complaints they're making that you see and address it, pull it out, talk about it in the open, because if they're feeling it, 80,000 other people are feeling it too. Yes, exactly. exactly. We feel like unicorns, but we're not. We all have the same problems. And if we can address it out in the open, that's when the growth happens. That's when our businesses build. That's when we get to make a difference. The biggest thing I think I've learned about sales and marketing is anticipating their needs ahead of time, Mm -hmm. like, or even just naming their problems for them. Even in selling, right? If I can say back, like, Dr. Mora, is this what you're experiencing? And and you say yes, or you say, um, not exactly, and you tweak it, and then I repeat it back to you. People love that. I think they're I assume therapists do that too, but I yes. think it works in sales really, really well. So mm-hmm. if you can do it in your marketing too, that also helps. People feel seen. And it's also like the best thing that we haven't even said out loud is that it lets you scale your humanness, right? Is that instead of me, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can't sit with you for eight hours and explain everything I know, but if you're obsessed with me, I don't know if Dr. Moore is gonna become obsessed with me, I but am. somebody wants I am. to they can go spend like 20 hours on YouTube watching all of my videos and watch them, or they can watch my video series. It's totally public on Mm -hmm. YouTube and like spend all the time they want with me without me having to be there. And that's really the magic of social media because it's that relationship building at scale. They can say, hi, I really loved your stuff. And then give me a testimonial for my video series. And they're like, oh my gosh, thank you. That's so nice of you. And I freak out a little, but like, 
that's really the magic. It scales your human relationship building. And I want people to understand that it's not new. I think a lot of people like teach these skills as if they're a brand new thing. I'm like, human relationships have worked the same way for a bajillion years. People still get business by word of mouth. People still Mm -hmm. get referred to each other. People still do stuff face to face. It's taking that exact skill set and just using the new tools of today, which is <laughs> LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever. Even like I had a client on Mastodon last year before, before, long before Twitter blew up and I didn't even know what Mastodon was. And here I am giving him tips that will apply to Mastodon because this will work no matter what. It's taking what you know about relationship building <laughs> and skill sets and all the people, <laughs> skills, jobs, whatever, and like moving it to the internet. And when you realize those are the same thing, it gets so much easier and so much less stressful. Yes. It's relationship building. That's yeah, it. it it's not this big fancy thing that nope. has to take hours upon hours and nope. you're stressing over the exact graphic and the placing nope. of the words. Uh, yeah, it's important to look nice, but it's not about that. It's not about that. And it's, it doesn't have to start there. I think I told, I started writing this in my like blurbs about my work and I'm like, oh, you can do social media and sometimes in as little as an hour a week. And like one of my leads was like, really? And I was like, uh, possibly. I mean, it depends on you, right? Like if you're already like, like one of my clients, he's 68 and he's been posting consistently on social media for a long time. He's already doing two or three posts a week. And I'm like, are you not? I don't even do two or three posts on LinkedIn a week. Um, I'm too tired, honestly. But like I'm consistent, consistency, consistency, consistency. Mm-hmm. I think you say it as much as I do. Yep. I've heard on your show too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say, yeah, do it in less. Like I, my accountability service person was like, how long is it gonna take you to produce your shows? And I'm like, well, with my assistant, like doing some of the legwork that I hate. I hate writing. So I'm like, oh, she can do it for me. Thank you, lovely mm. British assistant that I have. Um, I could probably do all of my content for like a month and a half-ish in like two hours. And I'm like, huh, that feels really weird and kind of good. If I really pull this off, that's mm-hmm. actually not bad. That's like 30 minutes a week in theory, um, yeah. or even less than that. Um, so right. it depends on how you do it. But now if you're starting out, you might not need to do that. Like, the, like same thing goes with like the logo thing. Like, like the social media efforts are kind of wasted if you don't know who you're talking to. And if, so you right. got to know a little bit of who those people are and then offer some goodness to them or who knows what some people are like, give them free services. I don't know if I love that, but there's a, there's a balance shame. to it. Yeah, there is. Don't let people take advantage of you, especially women. No. And as a middle Eastern woman, I'm like women of color, like don't, don't yes. let people do that to you. Um, I agree. Worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I wrote that. What else you're worth charging. Say? You're worth charging something and charging an, an appropriate rate, not just charging. Gosh, another <laughs> advice here, very key to business, get a therapist to help you do this. Cause like me charging more and me feeling confident about talking about money, that was a therapy problem. And I am so glad I had a therapist to help me through it. And I think yeah. especially for women and the moms, like, shoot, if that's a resource you have access to, you have the, Use it. like good insurance, like just take it. Absolutely. Um, and hack out these issues because they will show up in your business. Mm-hmm. And I see it all the time and how people charge and all that kind of good stuff. Um, yeah. And also, you know what else I'm going to say? Okay. I like that you're you're not necessarily like a typical course thing. You're like, let me help you finish the course and be your person, which I think I love. Um, but the thing I'm always wary about is that courses aren't necessarily designed for you. They were designed by the person who made them for whatever they were going through. They're not necessarily adapted to your skills and your strengths. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I gave the example earlier that I hate writing, but, um, but like if I sign up for a course that I think is really cool, but the whole strategy is based off of writing, it's going to be a lot harder for me to be successful it than it is for me to like go on a podcast and say talk because mm-hmm. I'm Cause you're good at talking. You yeah. are. And so I think that's also part of why people don't always finish things is that it's like a lot harder to do that. So I think one of the other things I'd give as advice 
is um tr- like I think it took me a long time to trust myself and mm. you know like I just realized I like you know people are like get a funnel get a funnel and like funnels are technically not a bad thing but I realized like a real true funnel was originally built off of human relationships of like what do people need to experience first yes. and second and third but if you told me to make one two years ago I wouldn't know how to do it I don't think I've ever made a formal funnel but I realized I have all the ingredients like I literally just had this call like an hour ago all the ingredients to make one that's really natural and organic for the mm-hmm. people that I serve uh so yeah. I'm gonna try to build that next week but like build yes. off of people first because when I try to cut co- like comprehend this person's teaching and that person's teaching and this mm-hmm. person and like combine it like that you, you also mentioned alex harmozy's book like i love that yeah. book actually that book was great uh <laughs> million dollar offers i loved it but like he simplified a lot of stuff but when i was trying to like put all these things together it was really hard but now after years of paying for different people to help me understand stuff mm-hmm. like i finally put them all together and made them my own so make it you dr mora fiat do whoever your name is yes find a way to do you and trust yourself because you don't have to do it their way because it's worked for them and maybe that strategy is already kind of tired tired out like right so use your skill set use the unique mm-hmm. combinations of skills you have because probably mm-hmm. no one's got a teacher background like me no one's probably obsessed with podcasting guesting like i am right. videos linkedin like you know what use the combination you were gifted because mm-hmm. um i always say this, don't deprive the world of what makes you special Yep. Right. Brilliant. 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 So (laughs) yeah, Shiley, I I don't think we can top that. That was just perfect. How can we get in touch with you afterward? Because I know we need to know. Uh, You go to yoursocialmediasherpa.com and the easiest way that you can figure out if we're awesome for each other or for you to just do things on your own, because I will mm-hmm. literally tell you everything I know is go there and do my video series. It's under okay. resources um you can take it as a course it's totally like no charge and it's all fully on youtube so you don't have to give me an email and that will help you understand how social media can be productive for your business not just like a guess and check and hope it works uh (laughs) get infinite content ideas just like the faq stuff i go into detail about it you'll hear stories about how my customers did it Mm -hmm. uh and feel much more confident about where your next customer is coming from (laughs) and also it'll it'll give you some direction of whether we're a good fit for each other. And either way, you're going to like have a lot more understanding about how social media yes. works after this experience. And uh, you can see what we can do from there. So yoursocialmediasherpa.com. Perfect. I'm going to put that link in the show notes so you don't even have to remember it. You can just go click and oh, then you I can bookmark it. it. Then you can bookmark it and you get back to it, it anytime. Yes, I love it. All right. Yes. Thank you so much, Shiley, for coming on the show today, sharing all of your wisdom and your experience with our listeners and with me. I appreciated it. Same to you. You're doing an amazing job and you're really helping people who need you. So keep up the good. And I hope you get a whole bunch more people signing up for your stuff. Thank you. Woohoo. Shiley shared so many wonderful tips with us today about LinkedIn. And one thing that I'm really taking away from the conversation is the fact that you have got to use the real estate in your LinkedIn profile. I only had my link for my website in one place. And she pointed out all of these other places that I could be putting that link to better help connect with my potential clients. Definitely a lesson learned. I am going to head off to my LinkedIn, take care of that really quickly here. But before I do that, I want to give you an action item for today's episode. And I think that's going to be that you go take a look at your LinkedIn profile. Make sure that it is not just clear about what you do, but it's really easy for your followers, the people who are interested in what you have to offer. It's easy for them to connect with you. How can they find your website? Do you have a newsletter? Is there a way to sign up for it? 
let your potential clients know how to work with you. So that was one of my big takeaways. It's something that I want you guys to take action on today is to go into that LinkedIn profile, go learn more about the different spaces that are available and be sure to connect with Shiley Hakimian on LinkedIn. And you can also find her at yoursocialmediasherpa.com. I am going to put that in the show notes so that all you have to do is click. I will link to her LinkedIn profile so that you can click there as well. Start learning from Shiley and be sure to check her out on YouTube. She has an amazing set of video resources for you to learn, to watch, to grow, and to master LinkedIn and your social media in general. Now, we are going to continue our conversation on social media and learning how to connect with your potential clients in our two episodes next week. So you'll want to make sure to go ahead and subscribe to the Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast so that you are alerted each and every time a new episode arrives in that podcast provider. And I'll see you back here next week for another episode of the Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast, where a focus on mentoring, community, and implementation removes the overwhelm of building your successful and profitable business and adds in a dose of momentum. Until next time, have a healthy, safe, and happy week.